Yo. Head up, think fast. You're about to feel the blast. It's the dopest podcast on the net. Oh, yeah. All us geeks, fresh your bet. We round the world, we round the net. So get ready and get set. Cause we make it look easy, no sweat. Jeff and Jordan, the host. Yeah, they be the best. From the north to the south, to the east, to the west. They cover movies, comics, TV shows, books. These guys gonna get you hooked. Don't stop now, just take a look. And don't forget to sign our Facebook. Cause what they doing is board games, video games. Yeah, they on it. They fly like a comet. Interviews is up. This podcast is pure. Give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure. Geek out any topic. No one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it. So if you wanna go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com. Welcome to another episode of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. I'm Jordan Steinhoff. And we're here to give voice to your inner geek. Get up on that mic, baby. Nah, wow. Take it. Take it. (laughs) Even I heard that and backed up. (laughs) Yeah. See? Still getting used to the new mics. Gotta say, it did pick you up quite a bit better. It was uh, a lot easier to start the editing process. <laughs> Don't be a dick. I can, I can roll it back. Uh-huh. All right. Yes. Welcome. We are back once again for another episode. Uh, we're going to try to improve a little bit from the last episode. That was gold, that dude. Was, what are you talking about? That was, that was, it's hard to go from gold to platinum. Yeah, it's gold. All right. <laughs> Fool's gold. Fool's gold. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Let's see if we can get this one under an hour, shall we? Let's or. That's all on you, mister. Let's Let's keep it quick, but I'm going to talk for 45 minutes in the intro. That was not true. Okay, it was 40 minutes. (laughs) Uh, I don't have a lot in general. I just wanted to, we'll go ahead and remind people that we are going to uh, have the Patreon account paused for a few months uh, before we open it back up. And if people want to contribute at that time, that'd be awesome. If not, that's cool too. We'll, We'll get there again someday. I should revamp that thing too again. And with that, I, I'm just going to go ahead again up front and give the shout outs to all the people that are still hanging out with us at the shout out levels uh, instead of each individual one, uh, which once we unpause the account, we'll get back into that. But for now, Nicole, Nate, Stephanie, Timothy, and David. Hey, guys. Thank you for continuing to support us. Uh, or wanting to support us if we ever unpause it. <laughs> it is greatly appreciated. If we unpause it around. and your names disappear. <laughs> yeah, if we never hear sad. your name again, <laughs> now everybody will know. <laughs> You're there first when it's free. <laughs> yeah. Great support. Great support. <laughs> all right. So that's all I really wanted, unless there's anything that you wanted to cover otherwise we'll just get right into our game review oh okay <laughs> wow us with the game that we're going to be talking about this evening oh you've broken me <laughs> what how how, how? <laughs> like there was nothing uh, no what uh, what <laughs> okay what? No, 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 no. I, I, I feel there's needs to be some therapy here or something. Well, what? You did this little anime. 
Stop talking. Game review. <laughs> and Jeff has not even reached his final form. No. I haven't even reached my first form, sadly. <laughs> the game we are going to review is... Stop pointing at me. Keep sticking that finger out. You'll find out. I'm so used to it, though. <laughs> well, like, when JT... Do you cue your M or something? No, when JT and I do the podcast, we always do the intro and live. It's not pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. But, and we always, everybody gets to see it when we do a live one at like an event or something. But I always like, cause J, JT does the intro and he goes, and this is JT's. And I always point to the screen for JT. And then when he says my name, I always point back to myself. So I do that like every week. Okay. It's a well, thing. I know who I am. I don't, and I know who you are. I, I've had conversations with you. I don't know if you know who you are. Well, <laughs> anyway, when the drugs are working, I do. <laughs> Fantasy flights battle for Rukugan is what we are playing today. Or as I have discovered, some people uh, pronounce it Rokugan, which Rokugan doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Battle for Rokugan from Fantasy Flight. This is a light area control game based in the Fantasy Flight's Legend of the Five Rings uh, RPG card game universe. This is a board game um, where you take control of one of the great clans of Rokugan and uh, try to outwit your opponents to become the dominant power in the Empire. I forgot that this was in the Legend of the Five Rings universe. That's why I, I bought it, because I generally yeah. don't do area control as a... As a f- rule, <laughs> should have should have should have realized that. Forgot about that part. All right, so um, you covered like uh, two to five players, blah blah blah, right? You- well, I didn't, but I can. Okay, I just wasn't sure where we were. No, it's- okay, whatever, whatever you want to say, man. Go so ahead. it is a board game for two to five players. In theory, it plays in about forty-five to ninety minutes, depending on the number of players. Uh, and like I said, it is light, area control with a strong. Uh, in fact, the primary element is bluffing, despite the fact that it is an area control. It is not based on army movement. It is based on bluffing. Yeah. So it does have some, um, yeah, I wouldn't call it hidden unit deployment. Well, you kind of can. A little bit. Yeah. So hidden unit deployment. Uh, so yeah, that's the kind of the bluffing aspect. Uh, okay. So let's just go ahead and go into, uh, components. So the components for Battle Rokugan. So there's a nice six-fold board that uh, covers the territories for all the great clans of Rokugan and the Shadowlands. Um, there is, unsurprisingly, even though it's a tiny, tiny fantasy flight box, there's still <laughs> two or three pounds of cardboard in there. Mm-hmm. There's uh, control tokens for all the clans. There's the bluff token for each clan. Each clan has a bluff token. We'll get to that. There is the army, navy, uh, shinobi, and special action tokens that you may or may not get to use over the course of a game uh, for each clan. And on top of that, there's all the special tokens for the special actions that you might get to take that uh, up to five players might need. Each player has a little uh, trifold player screen has your clan on the back and a little rundown of all the actions that your clan can take. 
well, that everybody can take, I should say, describes a little short description of everything. And then your clan's special power and your clan's special token. So each clan has something that sets them apart, a little variable power. You were playing the Phoenix and you had, uh, you ignored, uh, capital defense capital bonuses. Defense, yep. And I was playing Lion and I forget because Lion is boring. i never played lion and i hated lion players don't take it personally lion players take it personally there is a small deck of cards stuff for the provinces stuff for your action uh special actions that might be taken for controlling a territory and stuff for initiative stuff for secret agendas and stuff for scouts and shugenjas uh what we can do in mechanics so it's all cardboard Mostly cardboard shits, a small deck of playing card sized cards. Yep. That's it. There's no dice. There's nothing plastic. It's a tiny compact box of cardboard. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of car- cardboard and there's a lot of small cardboard. Mm-hmm. Overall, I don't know. I, I thought the components were pretty decent. Com- and the component area is also where we usually talk about art. That's, that's the one knock I think I kind of have on the game, especially for something that has the Fantasy Flight kind of brand on it. And that's, I mean, the board itself was fine. I do think they went a little too close on some colors. Yes. Um, so the, that I think there's a potential for people with color, with various types of color blindness to have issues with what areas, what a little bit. But the other thing is the back of the cards I thought were horrible. Yes. Like you, I mean, there was a lot of, so I think what you're looking at is, Phoenix, you mm-hmm. know, it's because the, the back of the cars were really, I mean, it was almost like they forgot they ran out of black that day and couldn't get a good solid outline going. There's not or a lot something. of contrast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's all like a, a it's almost like a, a blob or a Rorschach test. The box art and the rule book art does have the same feeling as the rest of their, uh, color scheme and the cards and the RPG. So it's kind of, line wide adherent mm-hmm. but everything else in the game is really really small all the tokens are small you got your tiny little clan symbol on all your tokens mm-hmm. oh e- even the cards the yeah back of the cards I mean, which was a larger art yeah but i was gonna i was gonna oh, say go the tiny clan symbols are legible but even on the bigger areas uh where they could have had a chance to shine they they don't quite succeed Everything is understandable, even if you have to take a second to, is is this orange or is this yellow? Especially on some of the smaller art, everything works. It's just not, uh, for Fantasy Flight especially, mm-hmm. it's not as pretty as you would expect. All right. I mean, the, the back of the cards to me is almost like... They couldn't find the SVG file, <laughs> so, so they just they just blew up the, the smaller image. It's like, eh, it'll be fine. It'll work. <laughs> it's not the card game, and it's it's not the it's not the RPG. We don't have to put that much effort into it. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, I mean, and and that's not wasn't a huge detraction from the game. It would, but there was some kind of, there there it took a little bit longer, I think, because of some of that. Mm-hmm. Um. Just trying to figure some things out, but uh, I mean, cardstock was regular cardstock. The cardboard tokens were were fine. Like I said, if you don't like small bits, this game's going to frustrate you. Oh yeah, because <laughs> there is a lot of small bits, and I think some of the smaller bits could have done a 
little bit different or a little bit better. I think the the other thing too is the I mean the the tokens are are good and and they're made well, but because of the coloring difference and stuff, not only from the board but from your tokens. I mean, there were a couple times where we we're like, oh wait, like we would miss one. Yep. Because it blends when you're into putting the board your own so color onto your own, onto a territory that's the same color. When you're putting scorpion on scorpion, it blends. You know, yeah. there could have been more contrast somewhere. Yeah. But again, overall, as far as what you get in the box, you get a, a pretty decent amount of stuff in the box and it's quality stuff that you're kind yep. of used to. Um, again, you're not getting, like you said, you're, there's no dice, there's no miniatures. It's pretty much card, cardboard, cardstock, uh, and, a, you know, your board. But that's what, you, that's all you need and it, it works. So, um, we'll move on to the mechanics for Battle for Rokugan. So the mechanics, what do you think about so it's you know again it's there's the the bluffing slash hidden unit um, there's the variable powers there's well that's why I say the prime mechanic is bluffing because yeah. you're gonna have multiple you know everybody's gonna have an army type or like army military chits navy military chits your ninjas and uh, all the other things that might go out but everything goes out face down mm-hmm. so. The bluff starts with the fact that everybody has a blank token that you, everything, that, everything that was goes, your special. That, yes, that's right. My special is my blank token is an extra defense actually, that I don't have to blank. get rid of. Right. <laughs> so, that confused me. Yep. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> damn it. We, I haven't even got through one game and I've lost a token already. <laughs> but that's okay. Cause Phoenix is almost the same color as lion. So I could have just taken yours. Um, <laughs> And for half a second, I thought maybe I had stuck it in yours. But anyway, so everybody has a blank token or (laughs) took two apps. (laughs) Everybody has a bluff token. All the other tokens get used and discarded. Uh, So everybody has a bluff token and then five other tokens that they draw from their supply. You know what they are. Your opponents don't. Everything goes face down. So there's kind of two three layers of bluffing the first is everybody throws out their tokens face down indicating what they might be doing the second is everybody has the bluff token which they may or may not use so you never quite know and i fell for it twice whether the (laughs) bluff token is in play or not and if it is doesn't really do anything you just get somebody to commit resources and the third is you can throw out illegal tokens say i want to make you think i'm going to attack somewhere I really have no desire to go there. I might throw a naval token on two landlocked provinces. When it comes to the reveal, that is an illegal placement, but I had thrown a token down, you had reacted to it, uh, and maybe didn't get to defend somewhere that you wanted to. Um, so there's layers of bluffing that lead to the area control. So at its, at its core, I say it's a bluffing area control game, not an area mm-hmm. control bluffing game. Yeah. Um, so I, at first, I mean, it, it has um, a little bit of reminiscence of like the Game of Thrones bluffing area control, yep. but it does differ in the fact that you're not stacking the tokens for order mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's just they'll they'll all pretty much fire at once, except for there's certain spe- like special tokens will negate something like you know. Yeah, there, there's peace, an order of operations you know, kind of on how special tokens go. There'll be the special tokens resolved first, and then the regular combat ones. Right. So I think for this game and condensing it down, like I said, it, you know, especially since it is another fantasy flight, 
property. Now that you mention the Game of Thrones, yeah, yeah. it's very reminiscent of that. Right, but but nicely condensed and simplified. And plus, you don't have to deal with whether or not your stack of tokens are going to fall over and all that crap. <laughs> so I, I I did like that. Uh, I, I did think that was pretty decent. I think overall, the whole flow of the game, I think, flowed pretty well. So I think the mechanics were were fine in that aspect, that they did a solid job of of merging the different types of mechanics to make a solid game. I did like that kind of everything was revealed and resolved right away. You kind of weren't, again, going through that, okay, this is the got flipped over first and this mm-hmm. got flipped over, you know, that kind of thing. So so generally, I think I think I was pretty pretty happy with the way the game played mechanically. I like that you start out with a larger pool of tokens for what you're going to do that turn, but then you only draw five. Each turn, you only have six. Your bluff right. and five, whatever you draw. And if you draw five really low power tokens you got choices to make Mm -hmm. but if you draw five really awesome tokens you have different choices to make yeah and and that that's actually what happened to me a couple times that's actually like the couple times that you fell for my bluff my blank Mm -hmm. card or token was because again like you said i mean you're gonna have six tokens you have to play five so one you're doing the draw so you're not you're not really pre pre planning too far ahead but once you have those six behind because you always get your bluff token back mm-hmm. so you always get your blank uh, and then you'll draw whatever you have behind your screen plus your, you'll always draw back up to six basically um, so the reason why at least two of those times I used my blank is because I wanted I wanted to keep that token and see what else I could get in with it. Mm-hmm. So I, I kept a token that I didn't want to play, but I wanted to save behind my screen. And then I'd get my my blank back, and then I'd draw the other four to see if I had anything that I could either use with that token or that I or that I would want to swap with that token to keep. Because that is about the only thing I think I mean, you know, you're 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 planning out what where you want to go and what you want to do, and you have like your whatever the secret goal card kind of mm-hmm. was so you you you're working towards that but to me to get there not only from where you you know placing yourself on the board but then getting to that goal or getting your points is all those six tokens behind your screen kind of mm-hmm. deal and and again if you're lucky enough and to not knowing cards. it from round to round right so the decision to do i keep my blank and wait till later and then get five brand new tokens every turn or is there something that I pulled that maybe would help if I can keep it around for later in the game because we're only going five rounds mm-hmm. um, so it's not you know it's not an extremely lengthy game it's not TI yeah it's not I mean you know it's an hour hour and a half but I mean still it's it, it's it's a it's a strict five rounds you know you're yep. only going to go the five rounds so depending on where you are and when you, when you get that token it's like okay we're in round three we're we're on the the bottom slope here uh do i really want to put this you know four out you know or do i want to keep it back here so in round five i can throw down that four to get that one last spot i need for my goal card or something mm-hmm. like that so i i liked that aspect that you had that decision to make and, and like i said at least Two of the times I threw out my blanket was because of that. 
it wasn't what was going on on the board necessarily. It was like, I don't want to play this token right now. I want it at least in round four or five if I can, if I can save it till then. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. You, you end up like you ended up with one to my mind, really bad beat because you had like two blessings, but nothing to go with it one right, turn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and again, it was like, I had the blessings. Well, see, I got one of the blessings. That was one of the ones I held on to see if I got something better the mm. next turn. Then I got the other blessing and nothing to really go with it, like you said. So, and, but then I had something that I wanted to keep for again down the road. So I had to throw out the blessings. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was, uh, and, and blessings are just like, they give you extra. They give you like an extra pump to your defense or attack. Uh, kind of thing. And, and while it was not evident in our game, <laughs> there is a random initiative order. So <laughs> Jeff doesn't always go first. <laughs> hey, you went first like once. once. <laughs> Your card got pulled. Yeah. Only because it had to be. So, you know, determining who goes first. And that's, that's one of those mechanics that I think really works well at more than two players. Cause this is the type of game where you don't necessarily want to go first. You know, going because if you go first, especially on the last round, then you have to weather. You know, it's like mm-hmm. everybody else is going to, you know, the vultures come in. <laughs> who can we who can we pick at? So mechanically, I think this is a very sound game. Everything from starting the first player, drawing your tokens at the start of every turn, doing everybody lays down in order or goes round goes robin, round, lay, yeah. lay, yep. laying down a tile. Everybody reveals at once. And if everybody does have special tokens, there's an order of operations to to do everything and the resolution for everything is very simple because it's just basic math and then you check to see if you control any territories and if you do you get some cards or a card depending on what you Mm -hmm. do and then these cards also give you a little variable power that sometimes are not always evident uh, their value and sometimes are very situational and you have to kind of work work your way into a position to be able to use it so everything from initiative to the the main combat interaction to these little side powers like the territory cards or the shugenja or the scouts that do stuff. Mechanically, it's all sound. Almost everything you need is either on the cards in the case of the territories, the scouts and the shugenjas or explained very well in the rulebook. Yeah, I, th- I you mentioned the the cards you can get for controlling in the area, the prop- territory. Territories. Territories. And, you know, we, we got some of those and like you said, it, it, it may not be evident first read. I know I had one that I thought was crap until I actually got to play it and, and realize what it actually did. And um, pissed me off. Yes. So twice double, with one card, double bonus, <laughs> best card ever. Now I'm going to frame that one. Um, <laughs> you know, it, any game that's got to take that, if it, you know, again, if it makes us swear at each other. Oh, did you have a plan? You, you I made am. a great game. Um, <laughs> but the one thing I, I'm kind of, I, I don't, I'm on the fence about, and and maybe if we get to play with more players, but I don't know if, it, I think it would actually be maybe worse with more players. It's hard to say. But when you, you know, you take control of the territory, you get the card. But if you lose control of the territory, you lose the card. So why wouldn't you play the card every turn? So well, I that think you that's their it? goal to to have that stuff happening to have something happen like to definitely have something happen round two three four and five okay nothing happens on the first round you don't get a territory card in the first round but after that i think their goal is to kind of force that interaction 
Okay. Not uh, okay. not have the the optimal use for the card, but use gotcha. it. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, I'm on the fence about that piece, but everything else I was I was good. I mean, even though the cards were solid, they did some pretty decent things for the outcome. And again, we were just playing a two player game, so I'd like to maybe see it with more players too on that aspect. But overall, uh, yeah, I, I agree. The mechanics across the board are pretty sound. So we'll go to rules. So the rules for Battle for Rokuga, and that's uh, that's on you, my friend. Uh, yeah, I didn't even look at the book. I don't think so. It is which is odd. That that in itself is a statement because usually any game that we play, especially if we're learning it or or anything else, like the first time we play a game, it's the the rule book gets a pretty good heavy around pass around. Yeah. <laughs> so this is front to back, twelve pages, but. Inside front cover, half of it is art and barely, barely their fluff. <laughs> uh, page two is just a very good component breakdown, pictures of everything with pictures. Uh, and then there are sidebars and explanations on pretty much every page. So even though it's a fairly simple game, 12 pages is, is, it's a really well done 12 pages. This is a gay, uh, a book that while I did need my glasses, there's no wall of text in here to worry about. Everything is really well laid out and it's not, not at all a, a compressed 12 pages. They, they've spaced this out. If they'd taken out the images and compressed this down just to a straight doc, probably only three or four. So there's a lot of really good explanation in here, a lot of good pictures and a lot of good examples. And it is done linearly. So if you're in the first phase of the game, you know, where you're determining initiative and picking your orders and whatnot, you, you just go to phase one. If you're in the third phase and you got a question about how you resolve combats or what the order of operation is for your, your token reveals, you just go to that section of the book. It's written linearly, and for the most part, everything is easy to find. It wasn't until we started playing that things... and. We say this every game was until we started playing that things that I thought made sense in the rule book then didn't. And I had to go back and take a quick read and then compare it with what we just did to see if the, if the book was right or we were wrong, um, or <laughs> vice versa. But for the most part, I think it's a pretty solid rule book. And how do you think I did on explaining it to you? I think you did. I think you did well. I mean, like you said, we had one part where we were kind of had an aha moment. But honestly, yeah, that is pretty much any game. It's it, it, it's like it's like reading anything. If you read it in your head, like how mm -hmm. how often do you screw up when you read in your head? Never. Right. But if you read something out loud or you know do something, so it's you know always first first and second passes, especially if they're just you reading in your head. Everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and it isn't until somebody goes, "Well, what if? What if?" While you're playing, you're like, "Ooh, yeah." Why are you trying to break that, the simple that, game, Jeff? That didn't happen <laughs> in my head. <laughs> uh, at no point in reading this or during our game did I feel the need to go to BGG or go to the FFG yes. site to look for a fact or anything like that. The few questions we had were found relatively easy and answered in this book. Yeah. So uh, we will we will take your word for it that the rule book was. Well put together and and easy to use because <laughs> oh. I I actually did not look and again that's that's a statement in itself um that I I cannot remember the last game that we played especially if we're starting out or even two or three games in or whatever where the rule book isn't touched by all hands at the table <laughs> at least twice. <laughs> All right, so uh, you you asked about it a little bit, but we'll just uh, what do you think 
for the teachability of Battle for Rokugan and and who you know where's where's the cutoff? Like, is is this something uh, you can teach to a casual player? I, I think so. I think this is a pretty light game overall. So I think even if it was a brand new game to the group and uh, nobody had picked it up yet, the book, I mean, and they just turned to page one and started going, I think it would be taught fairly easily because this book is well-written and the game is fairly simple. There's a lot of options to do with your tokens each turn, but the big basic mechanics of each phase, initiative, you know, select your tokens, do your tokens, resolve your tokens, the basic steps in each game are fairly simple. So I think this is a game that a casual gamer, somebody that likes the card game or the RPG and sees this little compact heavy box that says L5R on it, or it doesn't actually, I think it just says Rokugan. Oh, wow, this is an L5R game. Pick it up, take it home. I think it's a it's a good crossover game for for their L5R crowd that might not necessarily be into the board game. Uh, and thus is easy to pick up, even for you know casual gamers, somebody that this might be their first uh, game because of the crossover. Yeah, I, I think uh, generally speaking, I think you're right. Um, I it was pretty easy to kind of pick up, and, and once you get going, I think the only piece I think which is kind of where our issue was was uh, you know the control tokens. Yep. Um, that piece is a little little finicky, I think. Um, and so that might take some people a little bit of time. Cas- ca- on the casual side, right? That That's the only place that I had. I had to look to two different places to try to find the answer for it. But if that's the only sticking point, right? You know, it's yeah. a good book. Yeah, it's 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 not bad. Um, the only other thing to, uh, from my perspective is even though you're you're kind of doing it all together, so somebody can kind of take the lead and be like, "This is the phase we're in." But, um, you know, your screens had everything else in there but a phase list. Yeah. That, that's the only thing I notice. I mean, it's got like what all the tokens are. It explains all those, what you're going to kind of need. But again, the, the problem I had is, you know, the, it's a shield and it's yep. tilted forward. I kept pulling out a second one just yeah. so I could read it without yeah. revealing my tokens. Yeah. Cause so it, it blocks the light and it's small text. Mm-hmm. So I kept kind of trying to flip it back without yep. revealing everything. So I could at least put light on it so I could read it. Uh, but yeah, those, those are a few minor things. Um, okay. So, uh, replayability and how many times in a row would you play battle for Rokugan? Uh, so replayability, there is theoretically some fairly high replayability here. There's seven clans, but it only goes up to five players. So you can random that out and you should always get a different game. There's, a big enough deck of secret agendas that are randomly distributed that for each player, there should always be a slightly different game. Your goals are always going to be different. And each territory, so going back to a mechanic that I don't think we quite covered properly, if at some point you control, say, all of the Scorpion Clan territory, you get to take a card from the side of the board that is in the Scorpion Clan slot. So each territory, all the seven clans, have... Uh, two cards. You randomize which one gets stuck in the side of the game board, and when you control all that territory, you take those cards. So two cards doesn't sound like a lot. You take that, that that card. Yes, yeah. two cards doesn't sound like a lot, but when you don't know which one of the two you're going to get, that also adds a little layer of replayability to it because there's just enough random in this game to make it 
replayable. It's light enough that it's not a big brain burner. I think even at five players and it's fast enough with the set five that if you wanted to, you could probably get two games in in a night and be satisfied. Me personally, I wouldn't mind playing this back to back. I could do two, but that's mainly because of the world. If this was Battle for Starfleet, you know, much as I like Trek, probably wouldn't do two. But it's a moderately L5R themed game, and I really like the L5R theme. So me personally, I could do this back to back twice in a night. And it's definitely something, but at more players, that I think would be cool to do on a fairly regular basis. This is a, you know, a monthly game, not a weekly, uh, but a monthly. Yeah. I, um, I didn't, I didn't mind it. I actually went in thinking I, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. Um, cause I don't, I'm not a huge area control person either. I mean, I've got some games and that, like you said, it's, it depends on theme or maybe what other, other mechanics are kind of mixed in with it or, or stuff like that. But again, I think the way they did this and, and that I, you know, I brought up the Game of Thrones game, which again, that, that's more a theme for me. Um, I don't necessarily like that it, the area control and all that kind of stuff in that one, but I, I enjoy it and I can play it because of the theme. So this one, I never got into L5R. I mean, I, I kind of sighed, you know, I was like, Oh, that looks kind of cool. And that would seems interesting, but I never, I haven't, I haven't looked at the RPG. I haven't looked at any of the cards. I haven't anything. It's just always been kind of a side thing. So for me, you know, the, the world and everything doesn't matter, you know, to me, the, the theme of it doesn't matter to me right now, but I can see this as a next step gateway game into area control mm-hmm. and, and, and the, uh, hid, hidden unit stuff. So for that, I appreciate it and, and enjoy it. Um, I did enjoy playing the game. And for me though, I, I think it's a, a, a one and let's move on. I could play, like you said, I, I, I wouldn't say bringing it out to the table and stuff. I, I wouldn't be like, nah, I'm not playing this game, but I my would, house, get that game out of here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Boom. But I, I, I'd be like, okay, that was cool. Let's move on to something else. I, I would play it once and like say a monthly game. I'd be fine with that. Like I said, I, I'd love to see it with more players just to see that aspect of it. So it's, it's not something that I've, I've sworn off or anything or that I, I didn't enjoy, but yeah, it would just be like one and, and done for me. Uh, okay. So theme, <laughs> how do you think they did for? The L5R, you know, the Battle of Rokugan theme, did it, was it slapped on? Was it? Here's, it, here's where it falls apart for okay. me. <laughs> they, they make the effort. I mean, on the back page, got uh, the, the symbols for all the seven clans. On the front page, they got one little sidebar of fluff. And halfway through the book, there's another little sidebar of fluff about Shadowlands. The clan tokens, the clan cards, you know, the clan symbol is there. The the geography is there. The clan colors are there. But it's it's a veneer, and and not it's it's a shopko veneer. It's not like even an IKEA veneer. It's like it's there, but if you look really hard, you can see the seams. There's in the fluff. There, there's like, there's no, like, I was a big 
scorpion player. There, there's not a mention of like a Bayushi name in here anywhere. You know, talk about the Shadowlands and why the why the crab is important because it's right beside the Shadowlands. There, there's no mention of the Hida or what the crab do. There's no mention of why each clan, what makes each clan unique beyond their special power. The special powers make sense in terms of how the clans operate in their world. But if you don't know that, it doesn't necessarily add anything to you, to your knowledge of the game or to your understanding of, of the game beyond here's this variable power. It's really light. If this was their idea for a gateway game, you know, from an L5R person that hasn't played games to board games, they missed an opportunity. And if this was their attempt to take somebody from the board game side that has heard of their other stuff but not played it, uh, they've missed the opportunity going the other way too. The book, the cover's very pretty. It screams L5R, both in their current color set and the fact that it says Battle for Rukugan. But inside that, or aside from that, it's there's not a lot there. Yeah, I I have to agree with you. Like I said, I, I don't... I wasn't into it. Um, I know a little bit about it, but just from playing the game, I didn't get a feel. You know what I mean? I didn't get a feel really for the theme other than what you explained to me when we first started. And again, the, the washed out, even the washed out art on the back of the cards that just, it, it just felt like a quick paint. You know, mm-hmm. like they did a quick paint on and they didn't, you know, they didn't give it time to dry. They just let it run <laughs> and get it out the door kind of thing. It, it doesn't feel, this could have been anything. Yep. I mean, we've, we've used that in the past, but this truly, while we were playing it, to me, could have been anything. I think they've missed a, a few different opportunities. You know, you pointed out two big ones if they were going for those two things. You know, um, what were they? The scout and the Shuganja cards. Yep. Yeah. I mean, even there, make something yeah, for it, each instead clan of just and, generic symbols yeah. on the back. They could have done something to make just you know throw in an Ashigaru and an actual Shuganja, so you know what you're looking at. You know that yeah. kind of thing. I, I think there were a samurai. You yeah, know? I think there was some big. There's a big disconnect for me with the theme they were trying to do for it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. So. um Fun factor slash overall. So overall, if I were to give this number, I think this is like a seven. It doesn't have anything mechanically wrong with it. It doesn't have anything particularly awesome about it, though. Just ripped on it on the theme, and to my mind, that brings it down a lot. But it's a game I enjoyed. It's it's just enough L5RE that I would play it, like I said, I would play it twice a night. Just because it's just, you know, it's like, it's 25% L5R. <laughs> just get some of your L5R cards and spread them across. Exactly. The table, so. Exactly. <laughs> it is, it's a good game. I might even go so far as to say it's a very good game. Uh, I enjoyed it. I would definitely play it more, but there's just a few small details. And though they are small, uh, to my mind, it brings it down a lot from, uh, being, only being a very good game it could have been excellent if other choices have been made i think anyways but instead it's just good to very good i got no problem playing it i liked it but they just missed the mark on a couple little places yeah i i agree with you and again coming from the aspect of not being into the l5 our realm and looking at it you know it's like okay this is a, a game that you know you brought over i know you wanted to to play and for us to review and to just looking at it again from the you know, 
I could see it as a stepping stone. Like you said, mechanically, everything works well and is a a pretty solid game. So hopefully, I mean, we've reviewed plenty of games. We know it doesn't always work. But hopefully most games have a good, solid mechanical foundation. But what do you keep people with after that? And it's how well you've married the theme you know, unless you're a straight up Euro player or anything like that, or an abstract player, I understand that. But even, even some, I mean, I've got some, we've played some great abstract games that have theme attached to them. Mm-hmm. You know? And the theme is what makes us stick around for the abstract part or, or vice versa or whatever. So to me, it's like, you're right. It's a mechanically sound game. It's something like I said, I, I would play and I wouldn't say, you know, get it off the table or let's not play this or, or suggest something else. I'd be like, okay, we, let's play it once <laughs> for me and then let's find something else. But. It yeah, it just doesn't have that. It has nothing in the theme that's keeping me around. The the other thing other than the theme is, and I said this when we played it, just never play this at two players. Yes, and I meant to. Yeah, I meant to mention that as well. Yeah, I think the minimum should be three, and I think this is a rare case where because there's just a set five turns and everything processes fast. I think this is a game that should probably just always be played at five. Okay. Yeah. And, and I don't know. Again, like I said, so that's one of those things like I would like to play it with more players to see if maybe any kind of opinion changes. Theme, though, I don't think is going to change no, no matter how many players we put around the table. Uh, I think the only, Oh, now I get oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay. The only, only thing that really. The samurai. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the only thing that really, you know, ramps up with more players is the fact that you've got the more bluffing and more choices kind of going on around the table, mm-hmm. more, more conflict on certain areas or something like that. I mean, it's 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 you and I, so obviously we were going to be battling over territories. I mean, from the beginning, like, right. I think from placement we were ready to <laughs> ready to go. What? Yeah, but you could get you know a couple people that are just you know very peaceful and kind of trying to go around and mm-hmm. and not do much, and uh, and you could play that way with just two players for the most part. Eventually, you'll have to do a little bit of conflict, maybe. But yeah. I, I think there were a few. I mean, we could have gone to probably. Round three, we, we could have probably got to, got to three, to three without or four doing anything without really nasty. Even, yeah, see, we're, that's we're one of the t- things I do like about it. Like at if we, you went up to full or even three players, it's at, at that point it becomes a game where you're forced to be um, aggressive, but it's not that hardcore game where the aggression is aggressive. You you, you know what I mean? You yeah, have yeah. to do it because that's the game. That's the game, yeah. but. It's not like you have uh, we, to do it to be. We know some people that would still take it personal. <laughs> well, yeah, but I try not to play with that. <laughs> no, so yeah, I, I, I think that's where I, I would love to try it with more players. But again, the only thing that's going to change there is the bluffing mm-hmm. hidden unit kind of stuff, um, which would make it a little more interesting mechanically than just two people and, and force more choices, like you're saying. But again, this, the theme and everything that none of that's going to change. No, none of that. So, yeah. um, uh, I mean, there you go. I mean, <laughs> we, we're kind of all, of, but the, the bottom line is we do think this is a sound mechanical game that deserves play. Um, it, it's, it's worth playing. Uh, but if you're coming into it for the L5R side of things, nah. you're going to be disappointed. Yep. Okay. I think we made it through that one. Yay! Yay! Okay, what we're watching. Well, Want me to go since you did a... Oh, no, no, no I'll go. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll just knock it all out. All right. 
I'll, I'll be back and I'm going to go get a sandwich or something. Well, I'm not going to be that long. <laughs> uh, I can make a quick sandwich. Uh, my watching list is actually pretty small. We finished season two of The Punisher. Uh, that was painful from start to finish. And per our previous conversation about not getting the explicit tag as often, I'll stop right there. <laughs> I uh, I had The Punisher on my list as well. Because like we were talking earlier, Megan reminded me that we were watching it. And I was like, why did you remind me? <laughs> um, um, which we'll also say is like Megan, for some reason, is enjoying it. So that led to an interesting conversation. Uh, but I still think as many episodes as we're in now, I don't know if it gets any better, but that side story doesn't pisses me off every time it doesn't. On. Okay. Anyway, I'll just leave it at you could tell Disney told them they were pulling the pulling the plug at the end of the season so they just they just put stuff together to yeah shitty we're catching up on the dc cw stuff we're all up to date now on supergirl which i think remains my favorite of the dc shows we're all up to date on I think we're up to date on no we're not up to date on arrow that's <laughs> that's just a grind that's not quite as bad as punisher but that's just a grind we're a little bit back on flash Legends has kind of fallen to the wayside. I think that'll just be something for for Netflix. Mm. Since they don't integrate them anymore, that can just be something that is good for a summer laugh. And then we did the whole season of your favorite show, Tidying Up. <sighs> Jerk. <laughs> you can't have my board games. They all bring me joy. But they, they don't fold. <laughs> I don't know. Is it, somebody needs to do the mashup because every time I hear uh, Sparks Joy, I just think of the All Spark. <laughs> so somebody needs to do that mashup. Oh, that would be so good with Decepticons because then you could just like go 80s sound wave and synth it all up. Yep. Does this spark joy <laughs> auto tune the hell out of it? <laughs> that needs to happen. Somebody made that happen. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, okay. So yeah, the Punisher we already talked about. Um, we are watching the current season of the magicians. So we're, uh, back on that. I reminded Megan that that came out. So we started, we added that to our list, which means that we've put like the Americans and other things aside. Now that's kind of one of the things we go to. Um, don't set yourself aside. It's still your country. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoying it so far. I mean, it's still pretty early. Um, I hope to get to it someday. We had to remember. We Megan actually went back and, and did not remember the last few episodes. She's like, we didn't finish this the last season. I'm like, oh, we finished the last season. So then we went out there and uh, she started. I'm like, no, we, we've seen this one. No, we've seen this one. <laughs> it's like, here's what's about to happen. Because she didn't <laughs> believe me a couple of times. <laughs> but so, yeah, we ended up kind of. Doing this spot checking of the end of the mm-hmm. last season to get to this one. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, I think the next episode is like actually tonight or whatever. So we'll watch it here probably this weekend or something. I don't know. Brooklyn Nine Nine, we're back to watching that. Yeah, we keep meaning to go back to new, that. New, uh, you know, time TV. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's still enjoyable. Still love that show. So, uh, we, another one was like, there's, there's another season. I'm like, yeah, this is the last season. So we're back to watching Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is its final season. I don't know how many things they could borrow from the uh, Batman video games, but <laughs> they're trying. They're trying to br- bring all the Batman video games into Batchild. Well, as long as it doesn't turn into Lego for one out. <laughs> but overall, 
kind of enjoying it. It's it's off the rails. Like the, this is their last season. They're going all out. It's like it's basically you know Gotham is the you know prison state like in the video game where it's just every everybody has their own territory that they control and nice and stuff. So uh, yeah, they're just they're just like f it. <laughs> this is it. We're out. <laughs> Make it happen. Um, so yeah. And Still then, probably a better video game than the last Arkham game. <laughs> I don't think I ever finished that one. Yeah. And then we're, we started watching Schooled, which is the 90s version of the Goldbergs. So the Goldbergs is the 80s. Schooled is one of the characters from the Goldbergs, becomes a teacher in the 90s. So we've been watching that. It's pretty enjoyable. It's, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's again, it's that, you know, 80s versus 90s, but it's that same. You know, it's it's all written by the same people, and you see all the most of the same characters and stuff like that. So, uh, it's it's been enjoyable for us. All right, that's my list. So, what we're reading slash listening to? I'll go first. Nothing. I'll go second. <laughs> um, not much more. I just finished listening to Sufficiently Advanced Magic by somebody I forgot to write down. <laughs> somebody? I've never heard of that author. Uh, she's new. Nice. Um, oh, what have I done? Uh, it was actually not bad. It's the start of a little sword and sorcery type thing. It's actually kind of Harry Potter-esque or uh, Name of the Wind-esque. Kid with talent goes to the school, gets uh, gets educated about all the things he needs to do, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Unlike Harry Potter, he's not the chosen one. Unlike Name of the Wind, this might actually end. Um, <laughs> the similarities are there, but it's sufficiently its own thing that it doesn't feel derivative. Just that's apparently the genre right now for fantasy. People are going to school. Learn something about that American education system. Make kids want to go to school. <laughs> Teach them a trade. It's enjoyable. It was only like five or six hundred pages. Fairly fast paced. It was an easy read or easy listen. I should say easy listening audiobooks. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm currently listening to Hellbent by Greg Hurwitz, which is the third book in a series about oh the super assassin that does super assassin things. But then he got tired of being the government killer and he struck out on his own. But oh, <laughs> the government never lets you go. <laughs> Uh, so he's like, it's the equalizer, really. That's all it is. But it, it's good. It's, it's, uh, it's not mindless violence because it, it, there's always a point to it because he's always helping somebody, but it's, it's, it's like the equalizer, you know, do, do me a favor. Some, I'll help you now and you do me a favor later. Uh, that's, that's what it is. And it, it, they're enjoyable action. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I got to start getting back into reading. I got to start reading. reading. is fundamental. Yeah. I enjoy reading. I just, I've replaced it at, in the evening at bedtime. I think I might start reading again if I can. Let's just see what I do here. All right. That's a life choice, man. Make the right one. Yeah. Well, they're all, they're <laughs> all the right one. That's the problem. They all work. What we're playing. I got like one thing. You go for it. Then. I've pretty much only been playing Ark Survivor Evolved. <laughs> uh, with everything going on, we haven't hit Sea of Thieves too much uh, recently. <laughs> uh, they just patched it. One of the patch notes was that they 
added basically like a journeyman adventure for new players or whatever. So basically they finally started to add some form of tutorial. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm, I mean, we're, we're going to play it. They, they updated it today. It was just, I mean, it wasn't a huge patch. It was like bug fixes, quality of life type stuff. But yeah, I think uh, we'll probably hit in the seas here soon. But Ark Survivor Evolved has been my main thing. Again, I'm playing on a cross-play server that's Xbox and and PC if you bought it like digitally through Microsoft. I did, though, um, over the weekend because JT has it on Steam and we've talked about playing, and I said, well, if it goes on sale, and I, it was on sale over the weekend. Uh, and then also Seven Days to Die, he's thinking about starting up a server on potentially with some friends, and he asked me if I might be interested. And that was on sale too. So I grabbed both of those this weekend. I haven't played them in. Oh, and I, I did grab Mystic Veil, but I haven't played it yet either. I wish you know how that goes. Yeah, so uh, I downloaded them this weekend. Ha- haven't looked at it. Well, obviously, I already know Ark. <laughs> But now I have the Steam version as well, so I can kind of do that. So I guess part of this is if there's anybody in our listening audience that wants to be part of it's I, I play PVE. I don't play PvP, but I'm on PVE servers. Uh, and potentially, if we get some interest, might start up a server stri- for all us geeks uh, on the Steam side. Uh, but right now I'm playing an official crossplay server on Xbox. Uh, and like I said, Windows, you know, Microsoft Windows, if you bought it through there. I have an All Us Geeks tribe started that's got a lot of stuff already, and it's pretty much just me right now. I got a couple of friends that may come over. But if you're interested, hit me up, let us know, and uh, I'll let you know where we are. I'll put it maybe in the show notes too, at what server I'm on if you're on the Xbox or PC. And yeah, or if you're interested, if you play on Steam and you're interested, let me know because that could help me a driving force on whether or not I start the, a server or something over there strip, strictly for, you know, our our audience. Okay, that's what I have. That's what I'm playing. I've not actually been doing a lot of uh, electronic gaming. Uh, after a fairly disgusting initial foray into Sea of Thieves, I've <laughs> put down my controller and really haven't done anything on any... I'm like, told you to hit me up. <laughs> no, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Cold never bothered me anyway. Um, so I got in a good game of Star Wars Legion, wherein I learned that Boba Fett is a beast and can wreck face against troops. Um, he just, he just eats rebel <laughs> for, for <laughs> breakfast. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, he pretty much won me the game. Nice. Uh, and then, uh, last night or last weekend got in a game of, uh, legendary Buffy and legendary big Trump in little China. So I haven't played either of those. I'll bring them over on Saturday then. I might actually have, I think I have Buffy. I have Buffy. I don't have big trouble in little China. <laughs> and then Adepticon is at the end of March. So on top of the playing, I have to do to prepare for that to play a game of age of Sigmar that I haven't played in two years. I'm also painting. I've got uh I've got 10 models that I'm almost done my demonats. I've got one more model after that that I'm I've just done some base coating. And then I have that's for Age of Sigmar and then I got two to three models depending on my list that I've got to paint for DC Universe miniatures. And you know, 15 models doesn't sound like a lot <laughs> unless you're a shitty slow painter like me. <laughs> And then I just got invited to a tournament in May that I don't know that I'm necessarily going to go to, but it's just up in the city, so it's not going to be a big track. 
but I I pointed it out and I'd have to paint like 35 models by May <laughs> and that no so hey you know what else is in March the one year uh, launch anniversary of Sea of Thieves oh oh <laughs> are they gonna give me two hours of my life back <laughs> just because you didn't reach out <laughs> hey somebody stole my ship twice no they didn't. <laughs> Uh, first time I really think somebody did. I don't, I don't think, know. I don't think so. Because everybody in Sea of Thieves is a dick. I mean, that's why you wanted the game, right? It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> you fit right in. It's your peoples. <laughs> that's right. Actually, one of the things... Well, I just don't like being right. on the receiving end. <laughs> yeah, so that's one of the things, that, too, that they're uh, doing in the future here is they're... You know, it's cross-play right now, mm-hmm. but they're giving you the option to opt out... If you want to. So like, especially because the arena is coming, which is kind of like their big PVP thing. It's not, it's not battle Royale, but in that vein kind of thing. So, you know, they're giving people the option to just be paired up with people on, on Xbox or people that are using keep mouse and keyboard kind of thing. <sighs> like I said, you're going to have to, you, you can, I got to hit the seas uh, with Megan and I. We'll I will show you how it goes. Okay. All right. I can um, bring you down. Think so. I, I think we're. I think we're. Uh, we're just like I said. If as long as it's ship to ship, no problems. But anybody boards our ship, we're done. We we'll just take the treasure over to their ship for them and just ask them where they want. I'll to bust it. out my my <laughs> mad Call of Duty skills and I'll just be the repel boarders. Uh, yeah. No matter how many times I tell Megan, it's like, okay, when we know somebody's in the water, we got to watch our ladders. Somebody always gets on our damn shit. We don't watch our damn ladder. Like, we watch the same ladders. Like, no, no, there's two ladders, two people. Let's do the right you math. You go here. to the other side of the ship. <laughs> Let's do the right math. Here. Or you're like on ladder duty by yourself. So it's a 50 50 and it's always the wrong 50. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So there you go. I think uh, we'll wrap another episode. <laughs> so I'm Jeff King. I'm the Canadian. Thanks for listening. Thank you for checking out a United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find Geeks of the North, a hobby and gaming podcast from La Belle Province, discussing all aspects of the miniature wargaming hobby. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.